Open up your ears and open up your mind They'll reach into your throat and pull out your spine And when the sun blows up and the earth is gone They'll still experience grind with Kyle and Sean I guess that's four yeah, y- times the steak. Four times the steak. <laughs> <laughs> no idea what you guys are talking about, but hey, uh, I'm along uh, for the ride. It's old uh, Taco Bell commercials. That's how I live my life now. How old are we <laughs> talking? What years are we talking? Ah, uh, that was 2003, I think. Ooh, back of the Grande ago. Soft Taco days. You're, y'all remember mm-hmm. those? Mm. Why they ever the four times those? the steak? It was the, yeah, the quad steak burrito. Uh, my favorite has always been the club chalupa that comes around every once in What's a while. A club That's chalupa? a dope one. Is that with like a third it's layer like, of tortilla in there? Like three layers of tortilla? No, but they do have like this crazy club sauce that they only use on that when it comes around. It's like the McRib, but better because it's not processed squeeze pork. <laughs> because it's not the McRib. <laughs> yeah, it's not the McRib. I'm disappointed because I thought the Chalupa Club was a, a card that every five Chalupas, like, you get, like, a six one free. The Sub Club? Yeah. You remember those back in those early days? You get your free sub from the Subway? Nobody? No. I only... Yeah. We yeah. had one Subway in my area growing up, and it was, like, so out of the way from where I lived that there was actually a kid that lost a shitload of weight going on the Subway diet or whatever in high school. And all we could think mm. of is, how is this dude getting all of his Subway? Like, yeah, like it's not even The most famous child molester of all time lost his weight at our Subway in Bloomington. <laughs> I ate at that mm-hmm. Subway many a time in college. Yeah. Jared is from Bloomington in Indiana. That's where he, he like lost the weight. So what's going on with Jared? Is he still in jail or? <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. Just checking. For sure, man. Until uh, until uh, Jai Courtney breaks him out. Hey. <laughs> Don't do it. Relevant. Duh. It's, if it's his mission, man. It's going to be He's his mission asset. to break him out. But in the end game, it was just so that he could get back eating subs and molesting kids. That's why you don't like <laughs> base your entire marketing around like a real person. Yeah, Ryan got that. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Yeah. You go with something like Chester Cheetah, something timeless. Even then, like you got to watch like the voice actors because man, it's true. How At could- this point, it should just be all done by AI. And that way you can't get mad because it's AI and it's infallible. <laughs> <laughs> i remember like uh microsoft released an ai bot called tay i think on twitter and i think it was a racist nazi within a day oh yeah and because they, it was they had to bring it offline yeah they had to bring yeah. it offline because it, it went full nazi like within 24 or 48 hours something crazy Yo, i was listening to a podcast a couple of weeks ago about how there was this ai rapper who got signed to a label and then dropped by a label within like 24 hours because of its usage of words. Something like that. Look it, look it up. It's, it's kind of fascinating. Um, I do remember hearing about that too. Yeah. Ryan, as an artist, how do you feel about all of these folks going ham on this AI? Like, I'm going to make myself 19 profile pictures using AI image generators. 
so I don't I don't subscribe to the doom and gloom aspect of it. Um, I'm probably much more in like that middle ground boring shit of like, there's some ethics to be worked out for sure. But like, I don't know. I heard something the other day that kind of pointed to like, I don't know, humans and abacuses. And like, we used to have to use like primitive stuff to do math. And then calculators came around. And those are essentially like cybernetic enhancements that are not part of us. So like, if AI is part of that, and starts like the base layer of a painting for somebody to come in afterwards, make manual tweaks, add a style to it, do whatever. Is that so different from like drawing on a fucking tablet versus drawing on pen and paper or whatever? It's it's all this weird murky area, and I don't. I see I see potential. Yeah. I see potential. That feels like an adult approach to this whole situation. It's always all that I've heard is just far one side or far one the other like burn it down or hey i love this so it's nice to see a a nice perspective on this that actually has some rational thought behind it (laughs) it's well thank you thank you and just potential i would say like don't blindly take any technology open-handed and like embrace it without like thinking deeply into it and examining it from all angles but it's also like i'm so tired of like it's Skynet and computers going to take over. And it's like, they well, they already have. Like, you've already lost that battle. We're, we're there. What? You're saying I shouldn't jump feet first in and let Elon Musk put a neural link in my brain? Oh, it's like every I mean... person that's like, they won't get my photo. That's how they're going to track me. And it's like, listen, you have a driver's it would make license. for you great idiots. podcast material. Dude, I literally, I just read... I might be relevant to the episode. Like, before I got on to record, uh, some chick was going to a show at Madison Square Garden with her daughter's, uh, like, Girl Scout troop. And because she worked at a lawyer firm in New Jersey that was involved in a legal dispute with Madison Square Garden, like, they scanned her face with the cameras as soon as she walked in. And they knew who she was. And they're like, everybody else in the group can come in, but you are not allowed. Like, instantly, like, facial recognition hmm. got her, kicked her out. She didn't even get through the scanners. Damn. Damn. So, we're in that era, gentlemen. What kind of event it's was already that here. for? She, just any event at Madison Square Garden. She was there yeah. with, like, her daughter's Girl Scout troop. <laughs> Man, they that the, sucks. Uh, when we were flying back from Italy, we threw, flew through Paris, Charles de Gaulle, and, like, in the like international transfers line or whatever they had like these these double doors you had to stand in front of and it would like scan your face scan your face crazy and then when we got back to america there was a camera at the u.s customs that matched the photo from the one we took over in paris and i was like okay this is your passport you're good what that's gotta be relatively like recent because i didn't go through that in 2019 yeah, I, I guess so. That was this year. But I did wow. read something about mm. that might be coming here very soon. Yeah, just imagine, like, you get super hammered on your flight over, and then you're really bloated, and you don't match up on the other side because you've been, like, altitude, and wow, that's that's got recipe for disaster. That's how they keep people not drinking. <laughs> that's the dystopia that's they, they want. It's 1984, even though I don't drink anymore. This is bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I revolt. Know. 
It's all no. interesting. I'm... You get into interesting sticky wickets, but ultimately this affects the non-rule followers. Yeah. So yeah. like I I'm usually a... don't care as much for most of the shit. I'm like, oh okay. Cool. I mean I I'm do not care, trying but it's to also sneak like... shit through air TSA anyway. Great. <laughs> I care, but I'm of the uh, the episode of Rocco's Modern Life where they sing, you can't fight City Hall, you can't fight corporate America. The recycling episode. They oh, are yeah. big and Hell we are yeah. small. No, you can't fight City Hall because goddamn you can't, man. Doesn't matter. When did you just watch? Doesn't you just watched that he episode, doesn't didn't you? doesn't know the words. No. It's <laughs> literally just been in my head since I saw that episode 20 years ago. That song, just that part, though. You can't fight City Hall. You can't fight corporate America. They are big and we are small. Oh, that brought it right back. Hall. Yeah, it's it's all right there, man. That's yeah. all I remember. But I didn't take any of that lesson, and I'm just like, give me, give me jurisdiction. <laughs> I don't care. Bring me new technology. I don't care if there's shackles involved. Yeah, like all these people that flip out also take like a thousand different of. Uh, filtered selfies via snapchat yeah. every day and it's like bro they have everything all the terms and agreements matter. they sign mm-hmm. all the fucking shit they put on social media like you're, you're gone, being dog. tracked we all are you know we all not. are even right yeah. now on facebook messenger they're recording every little bit of this they're mm-hmm. scanning our faces it's in some database so they truly do Your how phones, else do you think you log on to facebook speakers. And right, yeah. right there, the things you were just talking about, it's like, it's true. It does analyze what you're talking about so it can put products in front of your face. It's freaky, but it's true. Mm-hmm. And the less you think about it, the less fucked up it is. Because who cares? It's just life now. Have you guys used it to your advantage before? I've uh, used it to other people's disadvantage. <laughs> oh, nice, nice. That's good. That's prank. That's prankzilla. How I like that. Around, I should start doing Around that. somebody else's phones. I, Remember that big dildo? That <laughs> exactly. Dildo? <Yeah. laughs> mm-hmm. See, all right, yeah, that makes sense. How do you use it to your advantage? Same way, like, so uh, when I was getting into golf, there was a brand that I liked that Mandy couldn't remember the name of, so I just, like, grabbed her phone and I said the name a bunch, and that's the stuff that shows up for her if she ever wants to think about getting me stuff. Just dumb, simple shit like that. Smart. So. That's huh. <laughs> that is a good way huh. to just make sure you always get what you want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Secretly do it. It's like, why is this popping up? <laughs> huh, you know, he would like that a lot. Crazy. It's, wow. It's so weird I'm seeing this ad right now around Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> ah. We are in the technological age. Uh you- you know, this conversation fits so much better for the last Die Hard than it does. It really does. It really does. <laughs> wow, that's so. Unfortunately, true. the last bad. Just one. like uh, when we recently talked about Sean's favorite feel-good movie of the year, Doctor Strangelove. Yeah. Uh, this movie is, yes, somewhat relevant to current era. Yeah, I think. Uh, although. It is one of those that makes Russia come off a lot more further ahead than they seem to really be. <laughs> I don't know. Have you seen their yeah. highway infrastructure? It's got like mm. car ramps and shit. Sure does everywhere. <laughs> they're apparently their Mercedes are so armored they can push fully armored APCs around too. Oh that... my god. Kyle, sure. Kyle, it's kind of funny. While I was watching this, I knew you were gonna bring that up because the beginning of this movie. As soon as I saw in the snippet that it was going to involve going to Russia or whatever, I'm like, 
This has got to have something to do with either Chernobyl or nukes or all of the above, it turns out. Um, well, kind of with the nukes thing. But yeah, totally knew that was coming. <laughs> and Chernobyl, too. I didn't see the Chernobyl coming. They did hit the, uh, of course, St. Petersburg <clears throat> Square. Mm-hmm. Can I Beautiful tell you stuff. what happened? Yeah. Was at board meeting of whatever Fox Pictures, um, somebody's like, we're going to Russia. For the fifth Die Hard movie. And, uh, you know, what's some Russian things? Well, we got Chernobyl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that involved a nuke, so radiation. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I mean, love- that's all I've got right now, but I'll go home and I'll think of more. No, no, no. Stop no, no, drilling, just right that's good. oil. That's it. You hit it? Now let's inject Die Hard. Or something vaguely re- resembling Die Hard. No, no, no. This should do an action movie, but it involves John McClane. No, still too much. John McClane's in the movie. <laughs> it was also I would not have guessed this till I literally read it he when we started this episode. Is. But <laughs> this was the first and only one that was actually written as a diehard movie, even though it feels the least like it. This is nothing. This what? felt like any action movie with just John. This McCain feels like inserted. more than any of them, right? That they just had another movie and they're like, Oh, let's add John McClane in this and make it a diehard. Well, nope. Well, that the last one actually kind of makes sense with some of the try hardy stuff especially towards the end where they're really like recalling the first one and doing the kingdom of the crystal skull. Like, Hey, John, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Don't y'all want Jai Courtney as the new John? I was going to say, would it have worked if they'd done anybody, but Jai Courtney? Yeah. Ryan, Ryan Gosling. Oh, for sure. Dude. Ryan Gosling could have carried die hard. Anybody would have watched that. Anybody. I mean, we had, uh, what, JGL was a young Bruce Willis in Looper. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I don't hate that either. Yeah. Maybe. Just bring back that casting. I'm cool with that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. I was like, Jay Courtney, Jai Courtney, I don't know what his name is. It doesn't matter. Uh, I couldn't tell you the first thing about him. Because he's <laughs> <laughs> just the most nondescript, soulless character in this movie that is also soulless and nondescript. It really yep. sucks for the guy, too, because that's like his entire career is just being forgettable. Forgettable. He was like the bland everyman. That uh-huh. It's like for a while they tried this thing where they wanted to make the main character boring like a video game. So you insert yourself. But people don't go to fucking movies to insert themselves. They want to go see Brad Pitt and Arnold Schwarzenegger and shit like that. Like, that's what I was. Th- I was just like, man, it's crazy because Bruce Willis has an interesting face to look at. And Jai Courtney is just not like mm. <clears throat> when you look at Bruce Willis, yeah. you remember it like it stands out. It's unique. And it's the same with like the main Russian guy, like just like almost face blindness I have with these people. I'm not going to lie. This is my first time seeing any of them. And yeah. I am struggling to picture anybody from this movie <laughs> outside of Bruce Willis, like in my head. Mm-hmm. I cannot mm-hmm. picture them like I can kind of picture the female lead there but even that is just almost a blank slate no i completely agree yeah yeah i all right so i will say jai courtney jai courtney (laughs) is not good he is the default starter character in any video game yes (laughs) yes he is But as interesting as Bruce Willis's face is, Bruce Willis is sleepwalking through this fucking world oh, yeah, at this for point. Sure. For and sure. I, I, I feel like Jai Courtney 
half of it does not work at all. But I think there are moments when he's legit trying. And he does like a few things here that is at least more than Bruce Willis is even trying. More than hacky one note carrot chomping villain is trying. Like, (laughs) I, I don't like Jai Courtney, but I can't fault him for this movie. No, easily for the first or why it doesn't work for the first half of this movie. I was easily on the. I had never seen anything with Jai Courtney in it. Or, mm. or maybe I have, and I You're just lucky. don't remember the dude. <laughs> sure. You probably but have, you just don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, for easily the first half of the movie, I was firmly like behind this dude. I was like, man, this dude's acting really well, doing a great job carrying this. And then every time that Bruce Willis or John McClane is in a scene, he's a bumbling buffoon. And I'm like, this is taking me out of this movie so hard. I hate this. You didn't like when he just casually takes out four guys shooting from the hip with an assault rifle? <laughs> just, I don't even know what And then he just lazily that. drops it on the bar like, blah, done with that gun. <laughs> Moving on. Blah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that whole beginning scene where he just shows up, there's this whole operation going on, and he just shows up in the window of his son's getaway vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> That's about where I was like, what am I watching? That... That more than anything, like, I think in the third Die Hard and in the podcast uh, edition of the third Die Hard, we talked about how that was really when Bruce Willis went from badass cop who, you know, does what he can with the circumstances to superhero John McClane who Mm -hmm. can get shot by a bazooka and nothing happens. He added, he has impervious on his superpowers list now. This movie, he added teleportation. So, like, mm-hmm. he teleports just right in front of the getaway truck and gets hit by it. He's fine. Doesn't matter. And then, like, <laughs> he's driving we that. Pinpoint and come back to the editing on that getting hit by the getaway truck because it's magnificent. Yes. Continue. <laughs> and then during the car chase scene, he gets behind, like, six times. Doesn't matter. Two seconds later, he's right behind him. Looks up at the overpass. Two seconds later, he's on the overpass, despite minutes earlier we already established traffic is terrible he can do it it's john mcclain it doesn't matter it's john goddamn he's actually very impressive they there's a scene later in the movie where one of the russians is like what do you think you're good he's like no i'm not good and i'm like yeah you aren't (laughs) you've been terrible this whole time but you make a very compelling argument that his teleportation powers perfect he's also got the just the best plot armor God damn. It's like Fortune in Metal Gear Solid 2 when John mm. McClane's standing there because nobody is hitting this fucking guy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I got less of... All right. He's still ramped up superhero, but I think it was toned down from Live Free or Die Hard. He's not as like... He's not leaping from helicopters in the same way that he was. No. Uh, or doing whatever crazy shit he was in the the, the interstate at the end of that one. You remember but, when he came out of the tunnel and launched his car into a helicopter? <laughs> right? <laughs> yes, exactly. There's there's nothing quite like that. But what they've shifted to, and what I, I realized on the second watching, because this is the second time I had to watch this piece of shit, Oof. was that this is his take on the Taken, the, the dad action. Uh. The, that... 
the elderly kung fu movie where he comes in and pretty much solves all of the fucking son's problems while calling him a fucking pussy essentially the entire time like oh you got rebar well what, are you gonna have a cry about blah, 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 blah. back in my day blah, blah, blah. like it, it's 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 that we and it's not like the viewpoint is on the sun we are supposed to sympathize with grumpy ass fucking dad john mcclain Mm-hmm. And that's what this movie is. Hanging out with yeah. the Sean Connery fucking from Last Crusade. It's 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 mind-boggling what they've done it's, here. What it really is is because, and the reason it is so jarring, is because this movie was made for people that saw Die Hard when they were dads in the 80s. And now they're still Bruce. This is exactly what people are doing with Clint Eastwood films now, where all these old boomers mm-hmm. just want to mm-hmm. be Clint Eastwood. So... That's what he plays. It's the same. That's what Bruce Willis is transitioning into here. It's like our dads are like mm-hmm. they. This is the hero they still see themselves as. That's who this movie's pitched to. That's why John McClane is like, ah, oh, I'm getting too old for this shit. At least Clint Eastwood's movies are decent. <laughs> yeah, that uh, I don't know about some. that. Some. There's no hip director though in this one. There's no hip like sidekick a la Justin Long or a side trip to Kevin Smith. It is just old man bitching about his fucking vacation <laughs> plans getting ruined and just grunting that... and yelling fucking catchphrases at people. I'm on vacation. He is just an I'm on asshole. vacation. <laughs> he says yes. that like four times and by the like the four I was like, this joke would work a lot better if it was someplace like actually cool, like Hawaii or like Someplace like Thailand, like a, oh. a tropical, cool place where you would go on vacation. Why the fuck is Bruce Willis going to Russia on vacation? Or if he were actually... In 2009 or 13, whatever. If he were actually on vacation, established in the start of the movie, he wasn't on vacation. He's going yeah. to save his son. Why are you it's saying so this? <laughs> oh, oh. Can we, all right. Can we talk about saving the sun? All right. So his whole context and and it's set up in one of the most bland exposition dumps ever where his partner lazily just like, hey, your son, he's doing this. Sorry. It's bad. Oh, shit. Thanks. That's the action of the movie. We're starting. But he goes to Russia thinking his son is working with like this shady bad guy and he's in over his head and he doesn't know what he's doing. Essentially working with like the Russian gang. So he's going to go save him. He finds out. No, no. He's actually working with the FBI and he's doing spy stuff. To which John McClane is fucking, sorry, CIA, is more offended by this and then, th- what is this reveal? <laughs> You're a spy. He's spy, shit? spy shit. Spy shit. You thought he was in a Russian gang, yet this you're gonna fucking pick a bone over. Like his, it's his actions. The drama in this movie is bullshit. For what he was told that <laughs> yeah. his son was doing, it was like back when I was like 19 and I was living in Arizona, street racing and getting in trouble, and my dad bought me a plane mm. ticket home and said, "You're getting on that plane." That was the equivalent of just what just happened in this movie. He's like, I'm going to Russia. You're coming home. Like, mm-hmm. what? Like, he's about to go to-, to prison. He's in prison awaiting sentencing. What are you going to do outside of some crazy illegal shit that who cares if you're an officer in United States? You're about to break a shit ton of laws to break your son out when it didn't seem Not like he cared that much. 
he's in the cia he's doing his part he probably has to go to prison like this whole narrative of him coming in and being the hero is actually like him like being part of team america world police he's just coming in making (laughs) the situation worse and then at the end of the day they fucking pin the medal on him and like it's like a happy ending for john mcclain who mr magoo up fucking russia (laughs) i i hate this movie guys that was the perfect (laughs) explanation he sends he sends the apc into like more crowded traffic at like they they cause so much damage and nobody ever investigate them. They never get arrested. It's just like oh, classic John Russia. Like <laughs> Vladimir Putin doesn't give a shit that a fucking New York cop is over here blowing up half of fucking St. Petersburg. Are you kidding me? Fuck no, man. That's so true. There's it's so- such that's the suspension of disbelief. There's a point that's in said, this I still movie love it. where I was like, "There's no way he's getting home." <laughs> There's no way he should. I thought he was going to die. Oh, no. It's I can't wait till we get there. I do want to say I did have my opening thought for this movie was uh, I wanted to reference another fantastic movie, uh, Deuce Bigelow, Male Gigolo, where uh, my favorite joke in that flick is at the end where they just cut to Norm MacDonald and they say, Norm MacDonald worked on this movie for one day. Well, guys, Mary Elizabeth Winstead worked on this movie for one day. I think they got her to shoot that opening phone answering scene and the end where she sees him walk out the plane because they filmed that in the morning and then the plane was like the afternoon and they fucking got it all done. She hugs him, ta-da, let's get the fuck out of here. She had the one phone call scene during the car chase and she's like, oh, okay, he must be fine, I guess. Dad? I, okay. Dad, I have a theory. Yeah, he's probably busy. done after test screenings. Because they had forgot that she was in the last one, and they were so intent on making new John McClane. Probably. And they're like, oh shit. I guess we he does have he has a, daughter. a daughter. All right, After- let's get two scenes in real quick to establish Who actually she's around. kicked ass and probably should have taken up the mantle and would have been more exciting and had more of a name than Jai Courtney. I, all right, I've got a contentious, I've got a contentious jumping off point here. Uh, I think a better partner instead of Jai Courtney would have been Russian cabbie driver. Oh, Him well, 100%. and John McClane, all movie would have been a much better pairing. I Oh, man, just... I thought that guy was going to come back, and, like, this was going to be, like, as soon as he got into the car and they had that exchange in my head, I was like, this is going to be a movie-long thing, <laughs> and they never went back to it once, and I was so bummed two seconds ago when you just brought that up. You could have been Russian yeah. Argyle. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yes. That's or yep. Russian Samuel L. Jackson, like the the unwitting person that has to get strung along with him because mm-hmm. he's got stakes in the game now too. So yep, but not yep. yep. I'm really sad you just no. Instead, that it's much fresher if we just have him yell at his son for being a wiener for not getting stabbed proper. That's John McClane, ladies you were, and gentlemen. You were a punk bitch back then, too. You either die a hero or live yourself to be the boomer. And oh, that's hey, where we are. I love you, kid. You too. Oh, my God. That was the worst. And he wasn't even fucking looking at him. Couldn't even no. look at the the fucking kid. I, I was. Uh, oh, man. I'm so angry. I love it. I will say at I laughed end. out loud when, uh, when Russian dude and his daughter there are hugging. And... Uh, Bruce Willis or John McClane just goes, you want a hug? Well, do you? Do you want oh. a hug? I, la- I laughed out loud. I was like, that was so stupid. But I, <laughs> it was like perfect timing. I needed that laugh. 
at the end when they jump into the pool and uh Jai <laughs> Courtney surfaces. Yeah, wow. Good good jump, good dive. Jai Courtney surfaces and he goes, John! John! I thought to myself, he's gonna say dad, and then John McClane's gonna respond. <laughs> sure enough, there he is. Like this so like every possible father-son growth cliche you can mm-hmm. think of, they sandwiched into this. Yeah. Yep. Needlessly. And they don't really fully establish like much of what he did outside no, of just... he was a juvenile delinquent one time, is what they say, right? Is there more? No. No. Did they actually give any concrete evidence of him doing something? No. And no, and it couldn't have been that bad because he became a CIA agent. They don't let you do that shit with an actual fucking record. So So it just sounds like he was kind of an asshole dad, and probably Jai Courtney had every right to fucking leave him. And so again, this movie's written from the wrong perspective. I this is like mommy dearest from fucking (laughs) uh, Turner's fucking point. Like it's all wrong. It's all wrong. Halloween, but we're only going to follow Michael Myers. Through all of it. And through, it's all from the mask point of view. So it's just you two, two holes the entire time. <laughs> For an hour That's and a half. That's actually great. <laughs> I would watch that. Make it a tight 80. House. Make it a tight 80 and I'm in. It's all black and white too, because that's all we can afford. But Of course. Um... What else happens in this movie that's so ridiculous? Outside, oh! you know. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. The the scene that got the best laugh out of me that I I had to pause because I was just shaking my head so hard. When they go into the vault and, uh, you know, they're checking the radiation. I was like, oh, God, it's too bad. They call in the boys with yeah. their magic radiation spray. <laughs> it's like, okay, we're good now. And then they can take off their masks. Beautiful, wasn't it? I loved it. <laughs> oh I was my like, God. oh, so we've just never sprayed this all around Chernobyl just because we're jerks? Oh, it's cool. fine. We couldn't have, like, you know, you know how they dropped, like, sand or water over a fire? Yeah. We couldn't have done this way back when, but now this is the perfect time to use it. <laughs> Bring in the boys. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite scene is the fucking ending of this movie, but I don't know if I want to get there yet. But holy goddamn, so dumb. <laughs> I I I've never. I did like one part before that. The Titanic reference was pretty fucking awesome. I gotta admit. I don't remember the Titanic reference to be honest. Yeah, there's a guy that falls in the engine. Oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I see. What? Is the bad guy? That's like the main guy. The main yeah. bad who gets yeah, thrown the... off the same mm-hmm. way that Gruber did in the first yeah, one. Yeah, that was a big the most Gruber reference. Fucking way. But then they're like, "Oh, let's ramp it up and throw him into some helicopter blades." Which, by yeah. the way, the minute those tail rotors touch anything, they're done. Yet they can take out fucking steel hotel signs and a human body, and they just keep going. Yo, I love how. That's why. I love how he got misted, right? And his and his <laughs> daughter. His daughter's reaction made me laugh because it was like almost like a horrified glee was like the sound that came out of her out of her mouth. I couldn't tell what emotion she was trying to emit, but he got misted. And then immediately um, (laughs) when it cut to a wide shot of the helicopter, there is no mist anywhere. You know, it's like a lot of the cuts that happen in this movie where, you know, it felt like I was watching a live action version of a burnout game. 
Um, but like <laughs> they kept cutting between car damage and no car damage. But like in this, mm-hmm. it was like blood mist, no blood mist. I'd also you, like, uh, I don't know how she reacted that way when he threw him into the tail rotor. How the fuck did she know that her dad was dead? She's at the front of the helicopter. The rear view mirrors, dog. <laughs> Dash oh. cam. Like, but she knew the instant that he hit it because she goes, no! But how the fuck did she see it? It's completely just... Doesn't make any goddamn sense, you guys. Didn't even think of that. And I loved it. The, what was right, up so, with their weird psychosexual relationship? Because I, I, I wasn't going to mention it till Sean confirmed she was, in fact, his daughter. Which... Yeah. Then they start this really weird tension once it's revealed he's a bad guy now. Uh, did anybody else pick up on that? And yeah. then they don't explain any of it. Is it just because, like, Haha, the Russians, you get it? They're weird. Maybe she calls she him also... Papa for a different reason. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that could be it. Maybe that's the twist. It's not just that he's bad, but Papa doesn't mean daddy. Oh, was Papa she, uh... also means pizza. Beans Fresh. Pizza. <laughs> Pizza. <laughs> Yo, somebody get Shaq on the phone. I need to figure out what's going on here. John like, McClane and Shaq would be a great pairing too, by the way. Would have I been. don't want to watch that. Although, would it have been just like cop I out do. where you'd think it was good, oh, but that's true. Bruce, yeah, it would Bruce be. Willis still wouldn't yeah. try, so it's not well, even guys, worth it. Well, we got Jai Courtney now. It'd be Jai Courtney and Shaq. That's a winning <laughs> oh, <no>. combination. <laughs> Man, I really don't want your phone to have heard that. And then next time you go on Facebook, like that is a combination that you see. Like somebody has written an article somewhere and you're going to see it. I hope so. I hope it becomes a Twitter trend. I want to see. We'll was she going? Giant Shack. They, uh, they super sexualized Arena. Like when she's in her motorcycle outfit and she takes it off and she's just got a bra on for whatever reason. But it's like the okay. most PG thirteen try hard fake boner shit yeah. ever, though. It's which is weird because uh, it is a rated R movie. Yeah, but because they say fuck two times. Wow, mm-hmm. I, was, I was very happy. And they, there was they a lot of back, blood. There was blood, which I couldn't. Wasn't it wasn't enough. I couldn't figure out was, if it was, was a, a rated lot of R or not. It was until I heard. Fuck. I knew it. And as soon as I heard fuck twice, because you can say fuck once in a PG thirteen. And mm-hmm. as soon as they said fuck twice, I was like, all right, so this is obviously a rated R. Yeah. Yep. And then yep. there was a headshot we had at one got... point where I was like, yep, this is rated yep. R. We hadn't got the yippee Kaye motherfucker. Mm. Oh, um, Cole, Dol, Cole Hauser? I don't forget the guy's actor's uh, name. He gets yeah, shot Cole right Hauser. in the fucking head. Is it Cole Hauser? Yeah. yeah. Pulled that out my ass. GG. And then thank the, you, thank you. the guy who plays Alec, I think his name was, who... You know, the dancing guy who they yep. wanted to be like the fun oh. sub-villain. Cha. Boom, right in the head. I like that guy. Like, Bonnie and him Clyde, light. <laughs> what a forgettable pairing of villains. And then like the yeah. the, the like higher up guy, like was he a bad guy? Like, mm. do, do we know? Right. Does it matter? We don't. We, I guess anymore. not. He's dead. Was this a major John McClane writes like, history. <laughs> Where, like, <laughs> subtitles were big in movies, and, like, they needed to make this happen in a different country so they could, like, I don't know, put mm. subtitles in it. Because that was also just such a weird departure 
I think, to have... I think, actually, it had to have been more in Russian than in English, right? In what was actually said in the movie? Yeah, probably, because John McClane doesn't really say much outside of, like... I'm on vacation. I'm on vacation. I'm on vacation. What are you doing, Jack? They they do cry about it. I appreciate it even when they're communicating via radio that they do it in English with Russian accents instead of just Russian. That was yeah. The the Alec guy never speaks Russian, even though all of the other villains that speak Russian to him, not which is weird because that's one thing that never really understood. He appears to be fully Russian, which is wild. I guess good for them. They got actual Russian actors. Yeah, it's a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> I changed my mind. Uh... This guy, uh, so John Moore is the director, and his other movies are Max Payne. Oh, God. Mm, Wait, which one? The Phoenix. The first one with Marky Mark. Okay. If, yeah, unless that. there were two with Marky Mark. But no, I think there's only one. But it, they did it. One. They tried it again. There's a. Di- oh, no, wait. That's, there's two Hitman movies. That's what I'm thinking of. Uh, that's right. Uh, Flight sh- of the Phoenix and Behind Enemy Lines. Hmm. He did Behind Enemy Lines? Also, apparently, hmm. the Omen remake. So with that's Owen our Wilson? quality here. Is. Behind Enemy Lines is Owen Wilson. Yeah, that one. Yeah. With, and Gene like Hackman. That oh, that he did that shitty Flight of the Phoenix too. That was a year after. No, wait. I I will tell you, all of his movies, and this was one of my points. Um, it's very are all, old man boomerish. They're right? old man for sure, but yeah. more specifically, I'm I'm like a style person, and he has the same fucking flat like blue color graded cold yeah. palette for all of his fucking movies that just tire me the fuck out and i know it's to make like the explosions oh, pop but guess what good day to die hard has two and a half action scenes and it's 97 fucking minutes and it's yeah. like it's so fucking slow in between that this doesn't qualify as an action movie either so you don't get to see those fucking oranges pop so like this movie is just like cold just fucking cold and flatly shot for most of it one of the Which biggest Warm pops is when they're at Chernobyl and Irina's lipstick is red, like yeah. a very saturated red as she's walking through these steely blue corridors. It's crazy. They shot in fucking Russia in summer and they tried to make it feel like Russia in the winter. Like all the streets are constantly wet. They did that trick, but they do that at night to make the roads look cool. Why are you mm. making it wet in the middle of the day? It doesn't. It's not the same. I didn't get it. it. It wasn't raining at any point, but it's very obviously wet because you've got like streams of water shooting up off the cars. I don't get that. It's all the melting ice. He also did The Omen, which uh, that explains a lot because that's one of the shittiest movies I ever saw. Oh, I like that I movie. Saw I that. saw that in theaters. I did too. I hated it. May 6, 2006. Uh-huh. 6, no, 6, 6. June 6, I remember that. 2006. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big thing. 10 out of 10. Oh, would man, recommend. this guy. This guy did some shit. Ah, more shit, though, was this movie. (laughs) Here's the thing, though. Sean and I have also been talking a lot. Uh, I will come out and say there are way worse stoner movies than this movie was. Yeah. 
I don't disagree that this is not an inherently bad movie. What it yeah. is is extremely flat, lazy, mm-hmm. uninspired. It fucking yep. borrows from other diehard movies. I don't think there's anything particularly memorable in the characters, the writing, the dialogue, the set pieces, which are few and far between. It's all just a f- uh, fucking palate cleanser, and it shouldn't be. For Die Hard, I- it is a huge disappointment and a fallback. And at the best, it's like a passable... Uh, I'd say passable like something to do in the background while you're doing something else like there's no reason anybody would watch this movie and make it to the end because they're invested it was very hard to no one (laughs) I actually was very appreciative of the of the commercial breaks because I was like oh good I can take a fucking breather from this and just focus on something else and then we had to come back but yeah, halfway, we got there. Halfway through this movie, yeah. I loaded up Wingspan because I needed something else to do while playing <laughs> or while watching this movie. It, it was it's, uh... if this was the summer blockbuster of 2013, I would have been so bummed if this is what I did on a weekend yeah. expecting to go see an awesome action movie. It was not the summer blockbuster. It mm-hmm. historically flopped, and that's why we didn't get Jai Courtney continuing on the moniker. This was the death of the Die Hard franchise. As so. it should be. Mm-hmm. And it'll never... I, I'm sure they'll do something with it, probably once Bruce Willis passes on. This is like the sad colostomy bag noise at the end yeah. of it all. This yeah. is a huge fucking disappointment. It brings shame upon the rest of the franchise. really does. Well, didn't it's, he I, sign his likeness so lazy. to be like AI generated? I don't know if Bruce I Willis did. Got, did I he? Think that I got think he disputed. Oh, oh it got disputed because it was him that was or, reported that it happened with. Yeah, yeah, that's but what I, I don't remember. remember if like I didn't. I read something that like it it was, and then they were like, "Wait a minute, this never happened." But okay, I don't know what follow up with that was. Well, that's probably good. It, although, although an AI version of uh, Bruce Willis probably will bring a little bit more gusto. Uh, in It'll care. look like Bruce Willis in that movie. What was it? Surrogates? You remember that flick where he yes, had the, the, the hair pipe. piece? Ah, mm-hmm. What a shitty movie. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'd give it fucking points over this movie because yeah. at least it tried what? to do something. What I always refer to this style of movie as, Ryan, you call it bland, and it's got the blue palette. I I agree with all of that. I also refer to this as like uh, paint by numbers or movie by numbers, where like nothing is exciting. Even the part, like Michael said, like he says John twice, and you know he's going to say dad, and that's when Bruce Willis is going to pop up. Because you've seen this movie 400 times, even though you've not seen this movie. Like, I've not, this was the very first time I knew every beat this motherfucker was hitting. You guys did too. That's where, mm-hmm. like, sort of the crutch of an action movie falls in. Like, because it can get very paint-by-numbers-y. Like, because people think if you have, like, some explosions, like, oh, if we put a grenade in this room filled with gas, but it blows up this guy, but not our two heroes that are in the same room. Uh, yeah. Oh, nobody will care because we got pretty flashing colors. Ha-ha! Why was that guy See, shirtless? the more you talk... Why was he shirtless? That, <laughs> and that was my up. biggest. That was my biggest question uh-huh. following the movie. I was like, this guy had a shirt on earlier, but now he doesn't have a shirt. Suddenly on. he's got. He's walking out. And... <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Let's go, boys. This is great. Yeah. 
Uh, the I more also... you talk about its flaws, the more I do think this is this is worse than just a mediocre. I do think at a script level, this is really oh, bad. This is just awful. Very yeah. bad. <laughs> one thing, one small thing I did appreciate is that uh, there is the one trope where John McClane always is in like his dirty, gross white shirt. I appreciated this time. It was like the European cut V-neck. I was like, okay, that's. A small dumb thing, but I, okay. I I was like, that's funny. Period piece. It, yeah, well, it, it, they got it relevant. Yeah. Ace yeah. Ventura also wore those style shirts. Ryan, you say even from like a script level, this is like less than mediocre. This movie, yes. like not only just script level, you get into editing and this movie is just absolute garbo. Straight up Garbo. I texted both of you, I think, okay. at the same exact time while I was watching the movie. Like, how is this Mercedes indestructible? Not even indestructible, but like it's actively doing damage to an APC and not a single scratch is appearing on this thing. Like, it's it is beautiful. so sideswiping it, pulling away, and yeah. it's crystal clear. Swide, sideswipe, crystal yeah. clear. It's absolutely. That was horrendous. Ryan told me a fun little story about editing in here. But then it's just really shoddy things like Michael said about them jumping into a pool at the end of the movie. And then they did a wide shot. And I'm like, okay, they jumped off the balcony. Where's even the pool? They jumped through some glass ceiling into a pool. There's not a single scene of where that could have been with the helicopter having hit where it hit. Like, it made no sense. That's also... The second time that they leaped off of something without looking or knowing where they were going in the same movie. So not uh-huh. only is it dumb shit, but it's dumb shit that they repeated because they had no better fucking ideas for choreography or action. So, yeah, I'm I'm with you. You don't have to talk me into this ledge. I, I when really think this is weak shit. Had a had good. Very weak. What's the movie with Samuel L. Jackson and The Rock jumping off the roof? Die with a vengeance uh the other guys the other guys the other guys oh, yeah. when did that come out? it's the jokey one right yeah when yeah. did that come out did that come out before or after this i think it's 2013 think it's too this was 2010 so they've already made fun of that trope to the point and then yep. three years right. later they still put it in this movie twice that is pathetic God, that there movie you go. Is wow so good. the other guys is great wow yep the other yep. guys is great the other guys and is they great. made fun of this exact trope Ah, oh, mm-hmm. wow. That's mm-hmm. hilarious. I love that. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, where the fuck else are we going to take this thing? Right. Um, can you, what we just talk, talked about editing, do you want to go back to that thing that you stuck a pin oh, in? Happily, because all right, I've, I've shat all over this fucking movie, and I will continue to do so. But first, I will say there are some good practical stunts when it comes to the vehicles, like flipping on the highway and all this shit. But then you're immediately taken fucking out of it when there's a cut of like John McClane stopping in front of he like steps out into traffic to like stop the fucking uh, vehicle so he can commandeer and jump to action like he's going to do fucking anything. (laughs) There's already it's established traffic's fucking bad. Um, So he fucking almost gets hit. But like the cut is him out here. And then the very next snap is him hunched over the hood already. He can't even be fucking asked to bend over and take a hit or have a stunt double. That's like how lazy the editing is in some of the action. And it's either because he's 
uh, unfortunately too old and unwilling to do the action or it's because they don't know what the fuck they're doing outside of throwing vehicles up at shit because that's the only time i thought like the action looked any kind of like effective it was very car chase heavy especially at the beginning like that went on forever it did it was a very very long car chase and uh it was Similar. like a police story. I was into it. Like when they're the, going through the village and police story, and it just keeps fucking going and going and going. Or like I, I was into the it at that scene point. Of Final Destination Two, except I was just bored. Very long. <laughs> yeah, except boring. <laughs> it was also uh, you mentioned Sean the Mercedes not taking damage. This and again, it's excusable. Like we we talked about this in Commando, which we reviewed earlier, where it has the mysterious, magically repaired Porsche that Arnold flips on its side. Uh, similarly, this van has like three different huge like things destroyed on it, and then like suddenly they're fixed in like editing cuts because like at one point the acid is like destroyed even though we haven't even seen it get hit yet yep and then at one point like a headlight is dangling and then he cuts like a u-turn and both the front is totally fine again and it's dude it's just got continuity everywhere the van that jack's driving cuts from one side being destroyed to not being destroyed to being destroyed again it like it was this Mm yo-yo effect of Mm -hmm. like my mind couldn't comprehend how stupid it was and then Bruce Willis pushes this APC or whatever the fuck it is into that concrete thing off the bridge. His car crashes sideways and he kicks a hole in the windshield. And I swear to God, his clothing was more damaged than this vehicle that just crashed sideways. (laughs) Like he got out of a pristine vehicle that the only thing wrong with it was a broken windshield that he broke himself. (laughs) Yeah. Also, he never wears a seatbelt and he never is... Has John McClane's never broken a bone somehow? The man drinks milk like listen with every meal. If you're gonna bring up Commando, mm-hmm. I will say I will never watch a movie again and ever question it. Considering considering Arnold Schwarzenegger hits that telephone pole at 80 miles an hour, not wearing a seatbelt, and it it's doesn't just bother him fine. at all. You know, <laughs> I will never think about that ever again. If I'm gonna judge things and I didn't for Commando, that's hypocritical, man. See, it's it's. It is, but it's also not, because, man, this is, dude, what? Commando was 1983. This is 2013. That is, like, what? That's a 30-year difference? Like, we should have advanced quite a bit from there. Like, with Commando, it's excusable, because it's 1983. What the fuck are we doing here? Honestly, in this scene, uh, they should have had him strapped down with, like, that Dale Earnhardt helmet. And, like... (laughs) (laughs) You know, technology, man. Finish. Then he comes. Finish. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Because Dale Earnhardt didn't. Oh, no, he did oh. not. <laughs> I want to get into... Uh, His car had more right. damage, too. So we can jump to the <laughs> ending now. The ending, for me, is like the most ridiculous, stupidest thing. Where, like, number one, <laughs> Bruce Willis is hanging off of a truck... <laughs> dangling out of a helicopter and gets swung somehow magically onto the roof through a window, which would have been a great reference to like cut his feet up again. Didn't do that. Should have taken mm-hmm. that moment. There's so many broken glass references here that we didn't I'm glad they did on. it. It was already too much. I would have hated it. So but I then, don't think it would have helped. 
Homegirl is just like, this one's for you, Dad, and suicides the helicopter into the building. Doesn't even try to hit the two people she's trying to kill. She looks at them as she drives it in. What are you doing here, bitch? The worst laid plan ever. And the poor co-pilot's just just like, what are we doing? Why are you? (laughs) He's like, what the fuck? I didn't sign up for this. She's like, for you, Dad. I didn't know your dad, bitch. I didn't know he was the good guy on our team. Who the fuck? What the hell? I just found this out. Yeah, poor guy. And she just plows into it and stares at Bruce Willis and Jack Courtney as they look at her like, later. Your your entire reaction to that scene is better than the entire movie. Mm. It was a great, great moment. I didn't get understand it at all. Like, you could still fly away and regroup and do something else. You have still all the cards. But her daddy lover's dead, uh, so now there's so. nothing left to live for. Kamikaze. It would have been like if Kung Fu legs there in double impact when she's tailing the boat, just crashes her helicopter into the into the uh, hotel, you know? It's done with. Also, I love... Uh, I don't understand how two men, one of them supposed to be super old, can outrun a machine gun on a pivot point that just has to move this way. <laughs> They have to move on. Ah, it boggles the mind. I love that shot. How does that? It never works. You would get turned into Swiss cheese immediately. They would be, they would be blood splattered all over that wall. Oh yeah. I don't. Why can the helicopter only turn? The sl- <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. That pivot point has a wide berth. Oh, I guess so. We can only can't move on a dime. Uh, what about you guys? What's what scene just made you go? What the fuck? Outside of we, Michael, I think it was the uh, the radiation cleaners. <laughs> yep. Another great scene that I also just laughed at was like, this is the dumbest. Thing it was in the so world. good. Uh, so as much as I loved Russian Cabbie, um, and want that team up movie, that scene I think epitomizes how fucking shit this script is because literally nothing fucking happens if you're an action movie. And every scene, you're learning new information or pushing shit forward. He gets into a cab to go to a place only for five minutes later to be said, traffic's bad. We can't go anywhere. You're going to have to walk two blocks that way. That is the scene. That is the Nothing happens. It's a narrative cul-de-sac. It it is a nothing scene. And this movie has a lot of nothing scenes. It's garbage. And all it was for was to lead into the opening music of the movie. Well, that's what I think the only purpose for it, New York, exactly, is to tie it because every other of this has been like a New York based thing. It's all America. That's how they tied it in. One good Russian, because otherwise we wouldn't have a good Russian. I know what they're fucking doing, but it doesn't mean it makes it any less transparent. I fucking hate this. Yeah, it was it was a bit silly. Burn but. it down. I I hated all of it. It's I because it was it. it's the first one written to be a diehard. That's where they fucked up. I think it so. is insane they to tried me too hard. how much more I like the PG thirteen one. Also yeah. coming out of the gate, but mm-hmm. jumping at Shawnee, uh what what scene was just absolutely ridiculous to you? This whole movie. Uh <laughs> <laughs> my biggest disappointment. Oh man, this whole movie again is my biggest disappointment. I don't even remember like the whole ending scene of this movie because I was so checked out by that point. <laughs> but there was the point where they were pinned down. It was one of the scenes where they were pinned down, and 
the whole room's getting stormed by people, and they both look up at the ceiling, which is just <laughs> glass covered, you know, everywhere, and they start uh-huh, shooting uh-huh. glass, which of course is a throwback to the first movie. But guess what? There's n- zero payoff to it. It's just glass raining down on these guys. No big shards come down. Like, it would have made sense if maybe a big shard came down and killed a dude or something. But other than that, it's just raining glass on these guys. And there was no point in this. There was no point in this. And that was my, that is my feeling on this movie in general is that that scene, like why? You know, it was a visual throwback for nothing. For for nothing. no point, it didn't do anything. But yet somehow it, they stood up and then they shot more. That's the one where like Bruce Willis is shooting this assault rifle just yeah from the hip and knocks out all these highly trained Russian soldiers. And then he has this badass rifle. He just throws it on the bar. Ah, fuck it. I'll get another gun. Yeah. What about you, Kyle? I I get the the fucking the helicopter suicide scene was ridiculous. Also. For a movie with like a lot of aping of Die Hard, it didn't ape any of the good parts. Uh, another why, John McClane should have been like at one point held hostage, and Jai Courtney has the fucking gun taped to his back to like save his dad. Like, where if we're passing the torch, pass the fucking torch. That sounds like an infinitely better movie. Ah, it just none of it works, man. They, they I failed wish in John every McClane aspect. Got shot dead, and then Jai <laughs> Courtney had to take it from his body. Ah, what, <laughs> I'm the over gun? Die Hard now. <laughs> this movie killed my appreciation of Die Hard. It will do that. It did not it, go out with the. I will say, watching this movie, it makes complete sense that the next thing he did was a 10 minute Die Hard battery commercial. Fuck this movie. To salvage it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bruce Willis had checked out like we all know a long time ago. Um, yep, and it just. It does suck. Uh, it does suck, too, as fans of the Die Hard series. We, we started this whole thing off on such a high note five years ago. We started and Action Movie September. surprised by a lot of them. Yeah. Action Movie December this year off on such a high note. and We, we have ended it with a real big fart. We, we did this the, the <laughs> wrong way. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, it was, it's unfortunate. It was always headed this way. Merry it's Christmas, everybody. It was always going to end with a good day to die hard. There's yeah. no way around it. Yeah, it was. But the nice thing is that uh, we can... There's a, there's only up to go from here, too, right? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Possibly. I think yeah. so. I mean, because uh, literally all other choices are open now. Mm-hmm. And that's better than a good day to die hard. We can well, we can start with all of like the straight to DVD movies that Bruce Willis was in. Oh, you guys want to oh. do that? No, no. I, no, I watched no, the Red Letter no. Media review of those, and I, that was even that made me feel real bad, man. So yeah, this same actually I'm brings good. me to a question. I put out something on Facebook earlier today, yeah. asking for uh, some question questions from some listeners, and Phil wrote in and said, "What's going to replace the tradition next year? Now that you're all out of diehards." Might I suggest the Terminator franchise? And our good friend Jeff uh, responded with maybe Lethal Weapon. The first movie is a Christmas movie. Um, So so there's just some ideas. Originally, I had always planned to do the Lethal Weapons next. And I did have this. uh, We kind of had this idea with Phil last week when he was on. But 
I think we're running with it because we enjoy action movie December so much more than like every other month. Uh, gentlemen, we're, we're going to start another thing. We're, we're going to do Christmas in July, where July is also just going to be action movies. So, uh, Oh, that's you guys... confusing to call it Christmas in July. You yeah, might, who cares? The, okay. But what right, I'm getting, but... we're going to just, just do an action <laughs> movies in July too. Cause it, it makes sense up here. Listen, we'll, people we'll associate Christmas paper. with action movies I'm now into because action of movies in July. Christmas yeah. movies in July, not <laughs> no, so much. We're not, we're not doing Christmas movies. That's but, why I'm saying it's a little yeah. confusing. You say Christmas yeah. in July, I think Christmas movies in July. We'll call it action movie December in July. <laughs> a Christmas edition. <laughs> it's, it's got a nice ring. <laughs> we have but anyway, seven months to workshop this, okay? A haunting in Connecticut Ghost and, of Atlanta or Ghost <laughs> of Savannah. <laughs> but here's the thing. What I, I originally, I thought Lethal Weapon would be the way to go, but I did have, I'm glad Phil asked this question because I wanted to ask the question and I've moved on from Lethal Weapon for my nomination. Um, I could throw that out if you guys want to think on it and then we could kind of all discuss them. Uh, or if you like mine. But I just want to say, I thought... The next one we could discuss as a group would just be a trilogy. We'd keep it shorter. I'm thinking Rush Hour. Mm. That's my pitch. Ryan looks conflicted. Mm-hmm. I Fair know, because I was so into Shane Black, and I was going to yell, Shane Black, baby! Because I love Lethal Weapon, and honestly, there's not a bad one. I think they're all fun I, I in different the ways. The Lethal Weapons do all really hit, and I haven't seen them for years. So, but there's I also, also think that the same about rush hours, even mm-hmm. the third one. I think there's some bun there. So, uh, I'll say rush hour. I'm cool with either. If anybody has a strong leaning either way, I'm more than happy to step Or if out we have other choices, have Terminator was one. I'm not on Terminator because there's like seven of them, and really only the first two are good. Mm. I well, think can't we just make... the third one's live for your die hard and that it's underappreciated and fun, but not a good Terminator movie. Sure. Can't we just, like, like, create our own lineages? Oh. What's that, Sean? Can't we just create our own lineages? Like, look at a a franchise and be like, these movies don't exist. Hell, Halloween's done it 17 times. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So just not watch the shitty ones? That's a a way to go. I like that. We wouldn't get stuck. one timeline, you know? One timeline that you want to go through. And disregard the other ones. They don't matter. Let's pick a series and start at the end and go backwards and see if we can catch up. (laughs) I actually like that idea, too. And Terminator actually makes sense to do because that timeline's fucked anyway, you know? I totally forgot that that was the last one, but I did like the last one, too, with when they brought Sarah Connor back. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty good. That actually did kick a lot of ass. A lot of people hated it, but... I think it's got some good action scenes, but script-wise, it's a mess. Yeah. I mean, at that point, yeah. all the Terminators are really—they get so it's fucking crazy. Better than the three or four that came mm-hmm. before it, that's for sure. Michael, do you have any uh, any thoughts on a franchise, or just toss your vote on one that's been mentioned? I mean, but I mean, I am fine with either Lethal Weapon or Rush Hour. I would have to like do some research real quick to see if there was anything I would want to discuss. But those two, I think, sound mm. fun. IMO. Sean, do you have a voice either way or something new? Uh, I, out of those options, lean more Lethal Weapon than Rush Hour. 
Uh, I say let's do Lethal Weapon. But then, I'm y'all. open for whatever. Let's do Lethal Weapon. There's five of them. If we're doing two of these a year now, we'll get through them a lot quicker than we did to get these fucking diehards out of the way. Four. There's four of them. No, there's five. There's not a. There's a uh, fifth is there not? Lethal Weapon. Yo, I thought you, maybe this is. Are you thinking about the Always Sunny episode? Because I okay. think there's a five and six in Always Sunny. Okay, is that what throws me off? <laughs> and I think those should be like the final episode. That's, That's what we talk. Like, we talk about the Always Sunny episode. Okay, yeah. I'm into that. I'm to into that. Really finish off Lethal Weapon to get it all done. Lethal Let's Weapon do one through six. <laughs> I mean, it has to be canon if Kyle just thought that those were the movies. It's got to <laughs> be. <forgot>. canon. <laughs> I thought that they did make a five at some well, point. It says here on Wikipedia, Lethal Finale 2023. Oh, shit. <gasps> oh, oh, we shit. might be able to make it happen and get it into our slot. <gasps> oh, shit. <laughs> no, we can work Directed by Mel Gibson? What? Oh, no. What? He can direct, Damn. though. Let's go. But he's a ah. piece of shit. Ah. But he can direct. Apocalypto and Passion... Pretty good movies, man. Apocalypto was pretty good. I would argue, mm, mm, I would argue they are directed well. They are not good movies, especially Passion of the Christ. That's why is Satan it's holding that baby? Two hours. And like, why is there a worm coming out of his nose? I really have only seen Passion like the one time in a theater. It was cr- it was a weird time, man. I saw it as part thing- of like a a church yeah. gathering. I did. I was just but- like, I don't think anyone here is really feeling this. <laughs> when I went, like there were like four other churches having a church gathering. So it was like me and like two friends and then churchy people filling up the, and that was, it was a weird weird thing. Wasn't that in theaters at the exact same time as V for Vendetta and she's the man. Wow. I have a weird memory. (laughs) You might be right. I think V for Vendetta. Yes. Uh Uh-huh. She's Uh the man with Amanda Bynes. (laughs) Yeah, buddy. (laughs) Hey, if you want to do like, uh, that, that block, I'm there for that. She's the man, whatever the Sydney White shit is. I'll do some of those. Is that the one where he he does blackface to go to college in the 80s? You remember that one? That is... what? That's C. Thomas <laughs> that Howell. And what the fuck is the name of that movie? It's like undergrads or something. Uh, Soul Man. Soul, that's it. It's not even subtle. It's so not bad, even. dude. So bad. I mean, it's reasons like this that we uh-huh. deserve white chicks. <laughs> oh, white chicks is well deserved. I got no problem with that. A hundred percent, dog. And and in all honesty, just all of Adam Sandler's yeah. Netflix library. Mm-hmm. He does. He does. That's. I'll stop. <laughs> <laughs> um. So he does I see- some good things. Ridiculous Six is pretty good. Lethal weapon. That that's where we're going, right? I'm into it. I'm here for it. I'm cool with it. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll I'll submit to that. Shawnee, I think there's also another question, wasn't there? Oh, there there's like another four or five questions, but I let's, wanted to wrap up this out. movie and then these are all kind of like Christmas related, so I feel oh, like okay. we can finish up this movie and then just kind of end the show on those questions. All right, so we want to do uh rankings. Hmm, yeah. All right, so here's the way that I, I'll, I'll, I'll give one to Michael. Michael gives one to Ryan. Ryan gives to Sean. Sean to me. Does that Sounds work? Perfect. So you'll, you'll kind of understand it once I give it to you, Michael, and then so you can make up kind of any way that you want. 
related to the flick. So the way that I'll say it is, Michael, if you... Okay. If you were Bruce Willis and you had an auto shotgun that had, let's say, five shells in the barrel and five shells stuck to the side, so a total of ten shells, how many shells would you blast into the Russian bad guys to be the score of your movie, with ten shells being the top score? Of this movie? Yeah. How would you rank this movie? You can. Yeah, that's totally plausible. Um, you are in charge. I think they'll still so, count as one. I will yeah. I will um I will first use one bullet to shoot the ceiling okay. to try and do anything. And then I will then shoot myself in the foot. Okay. So I will give it two shots because for as much as I loathed watching this movie, I at least got some enjoyment out of the sure. ridiculousness and hating it. So mm-hmm. there are the two shells that I will, I will, I will give. Okay. Uh, uh, am I doing? I'm doing Ryan. I'm doing Ryan. Yeah, and you can. Okay. It doesn't have to be shotguns. It can just be anything like number wise that you think of. Right. Right. Okay, Ryan. So let's say you fall, or no, you jump out of a window. Hmm. Um. And you plummet through those weird orange bucket tubes that no one knows why, how, or how they're surviving this fall. It kind of <laughs> looks like the Super Monkey Ball level corkscrew, where like you just kind of you go through it, and then you're at the goal. Um, ten being the most buckets you would fall through to watch this movie again, and zero <laughs> being I need to return all of these buckets to Lowe's. <laughs> 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 I think I would have to return at least by this logic maybe I think two buckets to Lowe's um, but I would jump through fucking eight of them because that's how much I do not want to watch this again <laughs> but two of them would be going back to Lowe's pretty promptly I would make sure I would hit the return time limit yes. and not be outside of it I would not fuck around you would keep that I receipt. Would be prompt. Yeah. You yes, highlight 100%. that time. I got you. Oh, okay. yeah. I would be looking at the receipt while I was watching this movie, just just knowing <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> or these barrels. <laughs> All right. Um, Sean. Yo. And in a movie which you somehow have over 200 minutes of footage that just doesn't work and feels very bland. How much do you cut to make a hopefully not bland movie? Mmm. I like that one. Wait, so the more I cut, the more I like it, or the more I cut, the worse it is? Yeah, the more I cut, the worse it is? I think the theory is the more you cut, the better the chance is that you're going to have something interesting, or at least not offensive because it's quick and people are out the door. I would say... The more you cut, the worse it is. No, because I think this movie is absolute dog crap. So if I were to cut, if I were to cut this movie down to be something enjoyable, I feel like the more that I cut, the worse it. Exactly. The more I cut, the worse it is because I'm trying to make it enjoyable. So if yeah. I've got 200 uh-huh. minutes worth of movie that I got to cut down, 
dudes, I you could probably cut this down to like a seven minute like short. <laughs> so th- let's cut 193 minutes out of this movie and just call it a short, like a fun, quick. It's John McClane. I got a son. The end kind of thing. Uh, John McClane is cabbie. also a Muppet. <laughs> the cabbie, yes. <laughs> give me the cabbie. Oh, my God. It's like that scene in Hubie Halloween, you know? He called me a Muppet. I pretended not to hear him, but I did, and I cried later. I did. I cried later. <laughs> um, okay, Kyle. Yeah. Kyle, yes. Kyle, Kyle, Kyle. Say, say you are, okay, say you are to go to Russia for some reason, vacation mm-hmm. possibly, to save your son. On vacation. On <laughs> vacation. Yeah. And you get into a cab. And you get into the cab with this this Russian dude who's like really nice and watching you try to speak Russian and butchering it, something about hairballs and blah blah blah, right? Mm-hmm. And you're driving, 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 and you get to Garden Circle, and there's a shitload of cars because it's always busy. It's always, always busy. busy. And then he starts singing at you, and you you dip the fuck out of that car. Now, before you go to get out of the car, um, he says, you know, don't pay me, you let me sing, but you're a nice guy. Yeah. Honestly, you reach in your pocket. You've got like, you've got three hundred rubles in your pocket. Sure. How many rubles are you giving this this guy if he was a representation of your enjoyment of this movie? So, out of three hundred rubles, this is my favorite part of reviewing a show: is these stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I would say, all right. So, I'm probably honestly, I had a lot of fun with this movie. It's so stupid. And I laughed a lot. Uh, I think I'm a little higher. I'm going to say at least 150 rubles. I'll give him like half. It's it, like I said, you know, I've seen way worse movies. I've seen way worse stoner movies. The The worst thing about this movie is that it's bland. Um, also, it is very long in the runtime, which I always hate. You could have easily cut a half hour out of this shit. It or was only given an hour me- and 35 minutes. It's know, only ninety-seven I minutes. I know. That's was saying so something. I know. Give me, <laughs> give me more action long. scenes for what we have. It's, it's some crap. But uh, it, I don't want to say it was interesting. It was like I said, it was by the numbers. I did enjoy the car chase scene and what action scenes we did get were at least somewhat competently put together. Even if Bruce Willis was lazy in them, like you said, Jack Courtney actually does seem to try. Um, he actually is giving a shit, which compared to Bruce Willis, you know, it's a half and half. So I'll say 150. You know, I got to say this movie's well better than Malignant. And, oh, yeah. <laughs> and I feel like my rating wasn't wasn't equal. No, to, you didn't no, like ma- no, Malignant was garbage. Drop, you're going to drop that fucking bomb here. The one with the, the twin. The, the thing on the, the back. On the, on the head, yeah. and yeah. that fucking scene alone, where oh. you find out and they're no, they were the awesome. That, we oh, said that scene was awesome. Movie yeah. better than anything here. We, oh, I think we no. said if you cut that to just that scene, that's awesome. That's the best part of that ah. movie. That's the only good thing about that movie, and that scene was awesome. Yeah, that, it's better than anything here. It's worth watching whatever think, Malignant is no. for that one scene alone. Why I think Malignant. Is also inspired. It's, it's got the, the issue of that it's so fucking long too. Although it does rate higher. Yes. Like How this one's just at? so bland, but like I don't know. I, I 
Maybe I'm sexist Man. because it stars Bruce Willis and not a woman. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I remember I, I did know. not have I a good a time watching. Really? See, I didn't. I did not. We. Uh, and it's it crazy because it's it was, James Wan. Which too. was yeah. right on the edge of Evil Dead, which is like batshit silly shit. I, I don't know. I Maybe I didn't see it that way because it was James Wan. Maybe I need to rewatch it with the... I did not get Evil Dead vibes. James Wan, who worked on uh, Aquaman, who had fucking crab people fighting, like, <laughs> seahorse riding motherfuckers, <laughs> and, like, big old octopuses playing fucking drums and shit. You didn't expect silly Evil Dead shit? I didn't see Aquaman. It's James fairness. Wan! He's like Sam Raimi. Well, ah, ah, get out of here. No, I get like how weird here. that movie was. It was just stupid. Malignant, 7 out of 10. Whatever good day to <laughs> die hard, to try hard, fucking 3 out of 10. At I'm best. also, I'm going to go higher just because I am an action movie December. So, I mean, it was, it's, it is the worst die hard. It's, I don't even know if it's the worst action movie we've seen here, though. No, it's 100% not the worst action movie I've talked about on the podcast. Yeah, I can't. There's been some some real stinkers, so. Mm-hmm. But, uh, Belly. Belly is a really oh, bad action movie. Belly is garbage, <laughs> dude. Did we talk? We talked about that on here? Oh, what a terrible time. <laughs> it's the only reason I watched that dumb yeah, fucking me movie. Me too, I guess so. God, what a piece of yeah. shit. Uh, anyway, so yeah, I guess that would be the rating of it. Um, we're moving on, just like yeah. the... The kamikaze helicopter crash. Uh, so we can get to some more questions here, Shawnee. I guess we got some more that Ooh. filled in. Yeah, yeah. Well, thankfully, this will take us out of this uh, dumpster fire of a movie and into, I know this is going to release around Christmas time. So we do have a lot of, uh, not a lot, but we have a handful of Christmas related questions. Fair um, enough. Have you guys reviewed Gremlins? And the reason why I say that's Christmas related, Ooh. I think Gremlins is a Christmas movie. Uh, have you guys reviewed Gremlins? This is coming in from Jeff. And what are your quick thoughts, if you haven't? Uh, never done Gremlins as a kid. I always like Gremlins 2 more. Um, but as an adult, I think Gremlins 1 is the better movie. But I love Gremlins 2 because it is meta and does not give a single fuck. And that's what I absolutely adore. But I still think Gremlins 2 is the better movie. Shoot me. Mm. I almost echo your exact thoughts, except for now I think one is a better movie, um, and two is just its own thing. It's oh, its yeah. own thing. I, I love Gremlins 1, and I love Gremlins 2 as a kid way more, but I prefer Gremlins 1 now. Here's what about thing, you guys? Both of them make you love Joe Dante. Oh, yeah. Mm. Michael, yeah, what about you, buddy? I've never seen Gremlins. Oh, oh my God! It's not the most shocking can we, thing. Uh, man, I almost want to nix Lethal Weapon and do Gremlins. And do Gremlins because of that. I mean, I, I wouldn't say no to that. I wouldn't either. <laughs> That's, Gremlins. man. Oh, no, well, because, I, I don't know. But you should watch Gremlins. I'm not going to force you to do it on a podcast, but you should watch Gremlins. And then if they you're both. like, this is cool, watch Gremlins too and have your mind fucking blown. Yeah, it's... it's <laughs> It's crazy the the complete tonal differences of both movies, but they're both amazing okay. for completely different. Gremlins is a lot more serious and a lot more into the horror-y, mm. and two is a lot more into the black comedy. It's like watching so. Die Hard and then watching the other guys. Two degrees. It is. 
It is that. It is nice. um full circle. Gremlins 2 is Joe Dante giving a middle finger to the studio system who was forcing him to do this soulless thing and like the mm. villains reflect it because they are the soulless corporations doing it. It's so fucking good for that reason. But it also like completely shits on and throws out any of the lore or seriousness of the first movie. So if you're like somebody who's bothered by that kind of really jarring tonal shift, Gremlins 2 is whatever, but I'm with Kyle. Gremlins 2 is my favorite of the two. I, I don't know that it's the better movie, but I love it nonetheless. It's like Kill Bill Volume 1 and 2. I like them both. I can't say one's a better movie, but I have my favorite, and it's the more indulgent second one. Have you ever seen the Key and Peele skit about Gremlins 2? God, that's such a good skit, right? I'll it's send that to you, perfect. Sean. You'll Link really you. like it. I will. You'll it's fucking love perfect. it. perfect. Yeah, it's it's well done. Shawnee, what about you? You said it it is? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I basically echoed your thoughts. Just kind of, I think oh, yeah, that, yeah. you know, now I would prefer, if I'm going to sit down and watch one, I think, um, I don't know if it's because I watched Gremlins 2 so much as a kid, just because that's the one that I wanted to watch. But now mm -hmm. I like sitting down and watching Gremlins 1. Um, but I'm going to have to revisit Gremlins 2 now, though. I remember a Hulk Hogan scene that I really... Uh, I laugh at every single time. Yeah, um, I just know mm -hmm. Rambo Gizmo mm -hmm. is the cutest goddamn thing in the oh world. Oh my god, yes! Yeah, it's so fucking cute. Oh god damn it! God. It's so uh, good. And oh, yeah, Howie Mandel is Gizmo, like so good. What uh? What else? Uh, what other questions we so, got? Any more? Coming off the tail of that, we've got Paul asking, "Do you guys have any movie that you watch every Christmas? Every year, I make my family watch Home Alone and Home Alone Two. I watch A Christmas Story every year, uh, and I yep. also watch Home Alone 1 every year. I liked Home Alone 2 better as a kid because I never got to watch it, like, ever, unless somehow it was on some TV station. But Home Alone 1, I think, is probably, like, my favorite Christmas movie of all time. What about you, Kyle? Start with you. Uh, I'm also, similar to you, I watch uh, Christmas Story at least once. Uh, I try to watch it multiple times, even though I don't have TBS anymore. And uh, outside of that, the only other one I have to watch is Christmas Vacation, uh, National Lampoons with Chevy Chase, of course. Another classic. Mwah. But those are my big two. Michael, what about you, buddy? The one we watch every year is A Muppet Christmas Carol. Beautiful. I, Beautiful. Yeah. We watch it every, every Christmas, my whole family, and we sing along with all the songs. Ah, oh, that's awesome. What a we, great tradition. And we do all the little aside jokes like, even the vegetables don't like him <laughs> when they come up. Um, my sacrilegious thing is, I hate a Christmas story. Ah, that's, that's fair, fair, man. Yeah, really, dude, there's, I, I, there's a lot of people that do. It's, uh, yeah, not my bag. But yeah, Mother Christmas Carol is mine. I don't think that I liked A Christmas Story until Mitch made me watch it like three consecutive uh, 24 hours, <laughs> like 24 hours of A Christmas mm -hmm. Stories in a row. And then it just, I think, <laughs> became ingrained in what I did on Christmas. Yep. It's I used like to drive my uh, family nuts, man, because I'd, I'd make them keep it on TBS. All day. It's like mm -hmm. when uh, in How I Met Your Mother, when Marshall and Ted are driving to Chicago and they're listening to... Uh, I would miles five over and over, and Ted's <laughs> just like, I hate this song. Marshall's just like, just wait one minute. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, what about you, buddy? What, what's your big Christmas gotta hits? Do you have any? I don't. I'm not no? a person who watches things over and over again, typically. Um, but I guess my top two 
holiday movies are either Elf, I think, is just do enjoy Elf and can yeah, put on I'll watch anytime. Elf when it's on. It's great, so good. Uh, and planes, trains, and automobiles. Those mm. are my two. That, I watched that Thanksgiving, but that's another yeah. like watch yep. it every yep. year. Yep. Yep. Uh, For off sure. The, I, off the back of that, we got Mike. This is the last question. Uh, we got Mike asking. People always talk about their favorite Christmas gift and memories, like rich kids opening a Nintendo console. But what's the worst <laughs> gift you remember getting? Non-clothing, every kid frowns at socks and underwear. I can start off with this and say every Christmas, I grew up with like every one of us had like my, I've got three siblings, uh, but we all are like half siblings. So we all would do Christmas in the morning and then kind of split off and do things. But there are always rounds we would do. Like we'd start at our house in the morning, then we'd go to grandma and grandpa's. And then after that, sometimes we'd go to Aunt Rita's before splintering off to, you know, our other parents whatever but uh aunt rita was the worst gift giver in the entire world and what <laughs> made it even worse was this psychopath rest her soul this psychopath would she would go to like the dollar store and just get like the worst little it wasn't even bad stuff like sometimes she would get you like a little toy thing that you could play and beep beep boop boop whatever um, because her house was boring as fuck and you'd get so excited when you saw it. So it was always something sure. electronic, but this psychopath would open the toys and take the batteries. What? Yeah. She took all of the batteries from anything that she gave as a toy or as a gift. So you would get opened <laughs> gifts that were batteryless. Yeah. What a bunch of bullshit, dude. Right, dude? What? Right. I bet you didn't see that coming when I called Aunt Rita psychopath. No, no yeah. but that's that's fully justified. That's absolutely psychopath behavior. Yeah. It was insane. Very miserly. I guess. Yeah, that's fucked uh, up, dude. Somebody did not watch a Muppet's Christmas Carol. Because yeah. they did not learn the lesson of Christmas. She was a Scrooge. You know what? She eventually died probably because of that. Kyle, I, that's I believe so. She'd be alive if only she watched him up at Christmas Carol. No, I think she died at like 110 years ago, so probably not. She, <laughs> up, oh, so she lived a long life for somebody who it's stole It's good batteries. to be miserly. If you be save a miser, up it, live forever. Yeah, that's you, what I heard. You can pay off death. <laughs> all right. Uh, cool. For me, like, all right, so uh, Michael will maybe relate to this. I don't know. Um, but when you're a kid, uh, extended family don't really know a lot about you, which is fair. Uh, the one thing they knew about me is that I played drums. So mm -hmm. try as they might, um, I got a lot of weird, crappy kind of, I don't even want to say crappy, but like, I remember one year, dude, I got like an entire, like, uh, ensemble percussion, like, like somebody got me an Afuche Kabasa and somebody got me like <laughs> a Giro, like, what the fuck am I like? I don't have an orchestra. What am I doing with this shit? Right? So, like, yeah, they'd get me like these weird auxiliary. And like, I got like a shaker, and it's like, okay, cool, but I'm not recording music. Like, what? I don't, it didn't make any relevant sense to me. So, you got a lot of that stuff uh, growing up. And again, it's weird to say crappy because it was like nice stuff, but it, it served really no purpose for me. So, I mean, ah. And then, of course, yet like you every... should have incorporated the shaker. What a sound you could have had! <laughs> and then, you know, every kid gets socks and underwear, which 
as an adult, it's yeah. weird because I'd be like, fuck yeah, but man, that shit sucked as a kid. It's because um, we yeah. have like gourmet socks and underwear now. Like True. fucking me undies. Like, give me like deep packs of that shit. I got the shit that's like a ball pouch. It's like Ooh, boxer yeah. briefs, but it, yeah, it has know. like a sewn in pocket for your junk to rest in. Ah, Dude, it's that's all best. I wear. I'll never wear anything and, else ever again. Highly recommend Until the one this. time you don't tuck responsibly Dude, and then you sit down. It sucks like when I wear older underwear now, it makes I can't do it. Snip. <laughs> Dude, so I can't. Weird. When I accidentally grab a pair of old stuff, immediately change. And yeah. and Ryan, you can't even like tuck irresponsibly. You pull those bad boys up and it just grabs your balls and just lifts them up. Yeah, dude, this is dude, a, not. I guess some maybe yours, mine. I definitely have to like tuck and maneuver into like a little pocket, <laughs> and it's very, it's very suspect, and I don't oh, love it. And if you don't tuck sus- it right, uh, God help you when you sit. Oh man, yeah, yours are yours must be different, Ryan. I don't know. I don't know, but they're tight. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, what about you, pouch? buddy? What was your worst gift? <laughs> See, I don't think I opening up Christmas at home. I don't think I ever got like a really bad gift. Um, there was one year where um, we went down to Georgia on Christmas and we surprised our family, uh, which was amazing because they didn't know we were coming. They're like, "Oh, you know, we get to celebrate Christmas together." And my my grandma. Bless her heart. She uh, she's like, oh, I want them to have something to open on Christmas. So she grabbed like from her junk drawer, <laughs> you know, like the calculators oh, that yes. you would pull the tab and they would flip over and they would. Oh like, yeah, they'd like pop up. up. Those are great. So it wasn't a bad gift, but like in a vacuum, like that's on the low end. But it was like one of the sweetest moments. Sure, of course, right? That's what yeah. I'm saying. Like. They're not bad. I can't really gifts. say it's a bad present. It's just yeah. <laughs> it's like, funny, and you laugh yeah. about it now. And I laugh. It's it's funny. It was the a good day to die hard of Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> well done, right, Ryan? What about you, buddy? I do have one oh, more. Very, I would hit with two, but sorry. Very easy. Um, I don't even have to think hard about this. Uh, my dad, when I was younger, thought it would be a very good idea to get a Chucky doll, open it up. <laughs> Tape a knife to its hand, repackage it, and that was one of the Christmas presents I opened. It was the first Christmas present I opened that Christmas, and it was a very rough Christmas. I had to be talked to open more Christmas presents as I was crying hysterically. Oh my god! No! (laughs) In actual My childhood has a lot of stories like that. (laughs) Ryan wins! I'm sorry. <laughs> I would love to sit down with you with a with a live mic and unpack some of these stories. Fuck. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> One story it's a the, week. I was gonna say it's the trauma <laughs> hour with Sean and Ryan. <laughs> that Jesus Christ, man! Fuck! Oh my God! Okay, yeah, you win. Uh, I was. Uh, there's no there's no wins and chairs, Kyle. <laughs> I guess mine. I'll try to bring it. I was also going to mention, I remember getting a remote control car once, but the car was like wired to the controller, but oh, still suck. it's not Chucky with a knife in a present. <laughs> Holy fuck. <laughs> <laughs> ah, My dad had way that issues with boundaries. Yeah. Is uh, that you found out that it was a real knife, like the hard way. Like That's the only way too. that it could have been worse. And then, 
that's then your Chucky True. doll tasted human blood, and that's when he comes to life. <laughs> that's that is that's lore. That's canon. That's uh, deep you guys, lore. speaking of, uh, man, all all these action movie December episodes have gone long in the tooth because we're having so much goddamn fun. But because they're amazing, and I like unlike the other months where I'm like. Can we just hit an hour and get this over with? You know, <laughs> looking at you, Stoner Movie September. Actually, this year wasn't that bad. This it might be the last okay. year, though. We'll see. Spoiler alert. I'm not upset by that. We might be taking it out out to the back of the shed and uh. No, no, you two still have to do the ginger dead shit. No, we don't. The ginger dead. I'm holding y'all to two full fucking months of the ginger dead man. Or, do you mean movies. the evil bong movies? That too. Dude, if I have to watch the ginger there's dead, there's still schlock to go through. Oh, there's yep. a lot. Yeah, there's some garbage, but <laughs> I think uh, it's the ginger dead man. That's it. If I have to watch the ginger dead man, there's gonna be a ginger dead in my house. Kashan <laughs> <laughs> has red hair, everybody. Yeah. He's a ginger. Uh no, for real. Thank you guys as always for coming on. This has been, I think, maybe the longest tradition. I don't know. No, it's not. But anyways, it's a lot Just more say fun. It confidently, and people will believe yeah. you. The, we've done five Die Hard movies, guys. Uh, so uh, we never introduced our guest, as we always forget to do. Michael Ryan, you thank you, boys, for coming on. I love both you fellas so much. I love this little thing. That's why we're gonna bring it back for twice a year now. We're doing something. Yet to be named in July. <laughs> no, it's definitely yeah. Christmas in July because at this point, the listeners <laughs> yeah. have to okay. associate Christmas with Christmas. action movie action December, movies. right? Okay, I see. Yep, Christmas. You know, in there's July. an association. I'm just here. saying it's like a real dinner for breakfast kind of thing, <laughs> or breakfast for dinner kind of thing. But then you you go there, and then it's like, no, it's actually dinner, but we're gonna have it. Um, we got eggs. It's like. I don't know what it's like. I actually lost we got myself. <laughs> you know, I hope we people got think eggs. that it's Christmas movies in July, and then they show up and it's just like Last Action Hero or some shit like that. I mean, that'd be fine too. Well, right? Also, if we do action movies because of Christmas, that defeats the whole purpose of me coming on four years ago anyway to argue that Die Hard was not a Christmas movie. Well, yeah, that's how we started it, but then things morph and modify, and I think it's more fun this way anyways. What about, all right, so if we're trying to do action movies, like, and we're trying to validate, like, if Die Hard's an action or a Christmas movie or not, what if, is it a blockbuster or not? Okay. And then we lead into action movies that way. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know about full series, but uh, Lethal Weapon could be one, because arguably, is it a blockbuster? I don't know. Who blockbuster knows? Blockbuster or bust? Ooh, Does it belong in June and July? <laughs> Blockbuster like bust, yeah. Oh, we could have block in parentheses and then just bust in all caps. And we have to decide. Yeah. It's a blocker, is it a buster? And then buster from Mythbusters is in the back. She's also known as a buster. No. Uh, <laughs> That's where we've got to end this. This is. We do. For real, no, bust I gotta, move. Michael, Buster Ryan, bust. thank you guys, as always, for coming on. Uh, you both also... We're awesome and helped out and took shifts as well as Sean during our awesome 24-hour stream this year. You guys are fucking great. I love both of you so much. Um, where can people find you if they want to hear or see more of you, Ryan? 
I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't really communicate with the online a lot at the moment. Okay. Uh, uh, you can tell him he's pretty. Maybe like I that. repost some shit on Twitter. Uh, it's the shit <laughs> I find though, so I don't know. Michael, what about Message you? Where me, can people find you? Motherfuckers, or yeah. write a letter, a fucking pen and paper <laughs> letter. You gonna give your address here on online? Yeah, to the right internet now. Right now. <laughs> Message him, DM him, and he'll give you his address. You can be pen pals. Um, follow me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash imkunu, I-M-K-U-N-U. Almost 200 followers? Hell yeah. Nice. Get them up there, um, listeners. Uh, nice, yeah. That's, that's it, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> that's the most important thing. Funnel your way on, on through to his uh, Twitch page. As always, again, I said it 400 times. I'll say it 400 more. Thank you, guys. I love you all. Um, and the listeners... Ryan, what what can the listeners go do? Have a lovely week. It's a good week to die hard. And Merry Christmas. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Bye, everybody. (laughs) 